Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Rin and Ray. Before we start, we just wanted to thank all of you wonderful listeners who engage, ask us questions for behind the scenes content, and enjoy your show. If you haven't already, please subscribe, follow to get notified each Sunday night, or in this case, Monday night, because we got lazy (laughs) when our new weekly episode drops. And as always, if you want to support us and our channel, please leave us a friendly review and share with your friends. I literally thought you were going to say, please leave us money on our Venmo. I don't know why that was in my No, okay. (laughs) We'll catch our Venmo link in the description. (laughs) No, but we're sorry that we were lazy and did not record yesterday. Honestly, we've had a crazy weekend. Yes. And yesterday it was just so chill, so nice that we literally just forgot. Like, we were, like, on cloud nine of having, like, nothing to do yesterday that we were, like... Let's just go to bed and sleep and well i need yeah. to make a confession <gasps> i actually remembered are you kidding but it was like 9 30 10 p.m i was like i really don't want to do this oh my god <laughs> and so i looked apologize over apologize to all of our followers i'm so sorry <laughs> sorry miles because miles called us today and he was he was telling us about something else rin's brother uh, Rin's yeah. brother's name miles but when we saw him calling, we were like, oh my gosh, he's going to be so mad we didn't do our podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we apologize. Honestly, this weekend was just insane. It was our second week at the farmer's market. Yeah, and bougie breads. It has been a wild ride. Insane. To say the least. So we obviously, so exciting, exciting news. I don't know if we mentioned this last time. No, we didn't. So I was just on a wait list to like fill in if anyone couldn't make it um, like on Saturday or whatever. They would call me and be like, hey, this person's not going to be here. Do you mind filling in for them? And so that's what happened the first week. Then this weekend, they called at the beginning of the week saying one of the stands isn't going to be there the whole month because she's actually opening up a storefront. She also makes breads that are amazing. So good. Like I aspire to be her. Like she yeah. is incredible. Well, the, um, her business is little loaf Yeah, and she was the one who inspired us really. Yeah. yeah. She is so talented. So amazing. I hope one day I can get on her level, but we're just taking it as it is. Yeah. <laughs> But she's not going to be there for the whole month of May because um, she's opening up her storefront. And so they told me that I could have the whole month of May. And half of June. No. I don't know where he got that. No. I'm pretty (laughs) sure he said into June. I did not. Okay, scratch that. (laughs) But honestly, there's... (laughs) There's a lot of people that, like, have stuff going on or just, like, can't make it. And so there was a guy that I overheard that said that he, um, when he was on like a wait list or like to be a guest, like a couple summers back, that he literally just was able to go every single Saturday because someone was not there. Wow. And so that's exciting. That's hopeful for us. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy. Well, yeah. So we started baking Thursday night as usual. Mm-hmm. 
We baked when started baking Wednesday. Really? I think. I don't think so. Really? Really. Pretty sure. I could have sworn I like made a couple loaves. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I did it. No. I don't think you did. I don't think I did. That's a lie. Yeah. Sorry. Scratch that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, we started baking Thursday night, and then Friday, Rim was baking all day oh while babysitting a kid as well. So she watches sure. Kingston, and she babysits a kid. Pierce. Pierce. They know Pierce. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know. You guys know Pierce. <laughs> P Diddy. I like to call him. <laughs> They're so, honestly, Pierce and Kingston are the best of friends. They're so cute together. Yeah. We're so grateful for Pierce because Kingston gets to grow up with an awesome little boy. Yeah. Anyways, so Rim was watching these two little cute nuggets and baking bread all day. So kudos to Rim for doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I actually went to bed at 2 a.m., got a couple hours of beauty sleep because Lord knows I can use that. <laughs> uh, but Rin stayed up to like 4.30 a.m., didn't you? Not on Thursday, on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. So I stayed up until 4.30 in the morning. I literally just baked until we ran out of flour. <laughs> oh, yeah. That and so, yeah. Yeah, because we were 10 loaves short than we were last week. Yeah. But yeah. we made about the same. We, yeah. A little less. We made just a tiny bit less. Yeah. Which was amazing. But yeah, I went to bed at 4.30 and we have to wake up at 5, 5.15 to load up our car and then get over there and like load up kinks and everything to get over there at 6.30 and then set everything up at 7. Yeah. And so it's just, it's so hectic and honestly, it's such hard work, but it's just instant gratification. Like literally, I just... I'm so proud of us when we're like, we have our stand all set up and people come up. We always try to like, I mean, it's our second week, but we like to have (laughs) samples. And so we like have people try our breads and whatever. But it just shocks me when these people are like fanning over our bread. They're just like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. And it just blows my mind because I'm just used to Raymond like saying like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But he has to say that. (laughs) Like, I'm just not used to like genuine reactions of loving my baking. Like, yeah, it's wild. And it's just, it makes me so happy and so proud of myself that the hard work is worth it. Like, it's just that instant gratification. Well, Rin's loaves look absolutely gorgeous like the scores on her bread the color the texture the crispiness they look amazing and but this being the second week we're like okay we could have returning customers and if we have returning customers we'll know it's actually good but if we don't then we'll know our bread looks good but they probably don't taste good yeah but we had returning customers. We did. People it was awesome. came back for another loaf two weeks in a row. And some people will walk by and they'll yell out to us. They'll be like, hey, I had a loaf last week. It was super delicious. Like, good job or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just so cool. Just so rewarding. And then people will come up to our stand. They're like, yeah, I had one of your loaves last week. Told all my friends about it. Um, super excited. And yeah. We sold out of all of our bread in two and a half hours. Which is wild. Yeah. Which is a sign that we should definitely bake more. But it's just really hard to figure out how to prep enough in advance 
that it stays fresh for Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then also like we only have one oven. Our breads have to rise for like two hours and like all this stuff. And so it's really just like a learning curve on judging like, okay, we have to make all this stuff, but at the same time, like how can we keep it fresh? How can we like make our time the most of it? That makes sense. But, um, yeah, we're hoping uh-huh. to use one of our friend's ovens this next week. So that should be good. And we're also taking pre-orders. Yes. So we have our Instagram page for bougie bread set up. It's bougie underscore breads. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then so people can just message us on there and pre-order so we can have it set aside. So we're hoping that helps us with how much to make too. Exactly. But definitely a learning curve it's just been so exciting and like we said last week like i'm sure we mentioned a lot of this last week too but we just feel so blessed so grateful and we're just excited to see what's going to come out of this and um it's just really cool because like all of our proceeds are going back like we're just giving we're giving back with it yeah um we're not gonna say what we're giving to but Basically, we're not pocketing any of our profits. So we're just using the money that we earned for our ingredients. And then the rest mm-hmm. is for this situation that we're um, giving the money to, yeah. which is super awesome. That Honestly, that's even a really rewarding part for us, too, and keeps us motivated that there's a bigger picture to this. And when we're like <laughs> up at 3.30 in the morning still baking, we're like, okay, like, this isn't about us. Like there's so much more that goes into us. There's a bigger picture in this. And I feel like that's where kind of the drive and the grit and the hard work really goes into. Exactly. It's knowing the outcome of it. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, um, we also want to give an update about our episodes. The past couple episodes, we've mentioned how we're going to do an episode dedicated to beaches in <gasps> North Carolina. I'm so excited. And, um, we were going to rate our top three beaches in the area. And honestly, we did put some thought into it, but it was kind of lame. So we honestly, like, we try to go to the beach as much as we could, but not as much as we could. And so... <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Need a break? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so... um we made a list of all the beaches like around here that we've always said that we've wanted to go to and we're doing this for you guys we are and for us really yeah well <laughs> yeah mainly for us like 80 20 percent yeah but we made a list of the beaches and we're gonna go uh-huh. when we have a free weekend which who knows when that will be or even like a night that we have off or whatever and we're gonna explore these places we are. find good places to eat at near there what cool like stuff to do around there how cool the beach is what's popular there just really give a well-rounded view of the beaches around here exactly we actually have a list of all the beaches we're gonna visit before we do our beach episode um some of the more common ones are wrightsville beach which is personally my favorite so far but we'll see (laughs) we'll see what are you basing that off of two beaches three (laughs) <laughs> okay give me the third so Wrightsville beach carolina beach and curry beach and then there's topsail north topsail which are actually separate mason island bald head island 
Emerald Isle and Atlantic Beach. Did I miss any? Where's um Sharktooth Island? Oh, Sharktooth Island. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the one that's the like one that a, I really want to go to. It's an island in between like the intercoastals here. Yeah. And it's really it's honestly known for finding shark teeth. Yeah. So a lot of people find shark teeth there. So I'm really excited to go to that one. Yeah. Let's see. Really excited. But we'll have to that episode will probably be a lit a bit longer because mm -hmm. we've just been so busy with other things, but look forward to that. Yeah. We just want to let you guys know because we've mentioned it so many times we're gonna do it. And we will and it will be for you. But jumping into our episode today, we kind of just want to talk about how, especially with this experience that we're going through with um, our farmer market stand and baking and just all the hard work that goes into it, we kind of wanted to talk about how we got to this point and a big role that sports have played in our lives and how that's affected us today. So Raymond, let's start with you. What sports... Oh <laughs> have you done in your life? Rin pitched me this idea. I'm like, babe, I don't know if I can talk about this because I quit my sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all you. And now you throw me in as the first. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now, like I mentioned before, I I quit two of my sports. I'll, I'll flat out admit it. The first one was football. How did, old were you? I had tackle football um sixth seventh grade and half of eighth grade half oh maybe ninth no i think it was eighth grade anyway that was a really tough year for me um in my personal life and so i quit football and i went back ninth grade actually and i Ooh. did after that i actually, i forgot about that you went back look you didn't totally oh quit. okay yeah. i guess i yeah <gasps> Look at you. Look at me, guys. <laughs> no. I did quit mid-season. In ninth grade? grade? In, of eighth grade. Oh, in eighth grade. In ninth grade, I went back. Hey, at least you went back, though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's actually a funny story. Maybe for another time. <laughs> but, and then basketball. So, played basketball most of my life. Took a break for a couple years in junior high. And then I went back my sophomore year. Um, played on Emory High basketball team. My experience wasn't the best. It wasn't grand and appealing. It was fun. I made some friends, made some awesome friends. But I just decided I didn't want to try out next year. Hmm. And a couple of my friends who were on the basketball team had the same idea. And instead of doing basketball, we created a ski club. It was unofficial club at the time, which is official club now at Emory High School. So cool. So we kind of left our mark there. Minor flex. Moving on. Oh my god. But anyway, so that's just a little backstory of my on and off um athletics. But one thing I did um do consistently was track and field. I was there actually something that I did really good at. I specialized in high jump and javelin throw. And honestly, I felt like such a boss throwing that spear on a football field <laughs> it was such a fun time because like i don't know running's cool but throwing a spear and seeing how far you can throw it that's legit okay especially if you throw it through a car window gosh okay <laughs> moving on 
that will be a story for another time. Yeah, not supposed to shove that skeleton back in the closet, closet. right? Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Moving on. Anyway, so yeah, I and I didn't really have a javelin coach, and this is this is one thing I want to um, focus on with saying this is I didn't have a javelin coach, so I had to teach myself everything about throwing javelin, hmm. and I started off all right because I was strong. But then I had to know the different techniques. I had to know how um, to use more finesse than brute force to throw the javelin super far. And so one thing I did learn from sports is um, how to teach myself something, how to teach myself a skill mm -hmm. and not relying on a coach because yeah. I didn't have a coach. It was a small school. They didn't have a coach every event. So I kind of had to teach myself how to throw a javelin and then in return, I was able to teach other students who did javelin on, on how to throw, and they were able to excel as well. That's cool. Yeah. How have you brought that experience into your life now? Like, how do you think that has helped you? Um, it's really, <laughs> I am not, I don't know. I just don't have a fear of asking someone for help. That is true. Yeah. Raymond is literally the type of person that's like, let's just ask, let's just ask, let's just ask questions and i'm i feel like i'm more the person like no let's just figure it out like let's not bother them yeah like oh yeah. like at this whether it's at the store whether it's it could be anywhere yeah i'm always because when i was doing javelin i um would text one of my friends who threw javelin at a college i'd be like hey i need help with this <laughs> and so one thing it did teach me is not being afraid to ask someone and not being afraid to ask someone to teach me how to do something mm -hmm. they already excel at that's cool. And I feel like that's that's really brought me far in some aspects of my life. Yeah. And being able to not only asking people, but being able to self-teach yeah. as well. I feel also humility. That's a big part of asking people questions mm -hmm. or just knowing like you're humble enough to be on that like level of okay, I can ask this person yeah. a question, which I feel like is a big strength. Yeah, because my philosophy is why go through the learning curve and figuring out yourself when someone has already gone through the struggles, the learning curve, they've already made mistakes. Why not just go to them so they can teach you, they can answer yeah. your questions instead of spending all this energy, effort, struggle, trying to figure out yourself when you can have your own um, person who's trying, helping you out. That's my philosophy. I'm totally out. I want to be that. <laughs> I admire you for that and look up to you for doing that. But I just, I'm just so stubborn yeah. and prideful that I just don't ask for help. Well, I think that's enough about me. Well, let's talk about what you learned with sports, Ugh. how it's helped you in your life. Yeah, so I did cross-country, basketball, and track from seventh grade to my senior year wow. of high school. My senior year of high school, I didn't do basketball. I did indoor track because I just wasn't a fan of the coaches anymore. I feel like coaches yeah. always say, like, if you – especially for, like, basketball or, like, a team sport where you're, like, playing on the field of, like, whether it's soccer, like – whatever they say the coaches always say if you put in the work if you put in that 
110% and practice and I know like I'll notice you and you'll get the playing time. Let me tell you folks, that is 110% not true. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I remember I love basketball. Like I think it's just such a fun game. I'm not good. Like Oh crap. Well, your form is great. That's so nice of you to say. But I just was not naturally talented. Like I really had to work and there were girls on the team that were naturally, naturally talented. And so in high school, I would wake up at five, six. I honestly can't remember. I think it was six. I think I woke up at six. I would go with my parents and my brother to the gym, the high school gym in the morning. We'd work out and then I'd go to school and then I'd go to practice and then for whatever sport and then go home. There'd be some days if I had later practice right after school, I would go back to the gym, work out, then go to practice or some nights we would go practice and then go to my parents would want to go to the gym again. We'd go to the gym and then go home. Like I put in the work, I put in the effort and I did not see the playing time. And so my senior year, I was like, I'm fed up with this. Like, yeah, I'm not going to strain myself type thing. So I did indoor track my senior year. It was a really long explanation, but I, um, what was the question? What did you want to know? <laughs> I feel like there's so much about. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So you kind of gave a background and what did you learn from those sports? being involved in those athletics that's helped you in your life today. Mm. Well, okay, real quick, tell them about the record you hold at your high school. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't know this about me because it's just something that doesn't really come up a lot. But I hold my high school's pentathlon record, outdoor track pentathlon record. It's kind of cool because my brother Thor holds the boys um, – pentathlon record and then I hold the girls so that's cool but pentathlon for those of you that don't know is for everyone that doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> actually it's probably just me <laughs> so it's 100 meter hurdles long jump high jump shot put and then 800 it's a little bit different for boys they have I think they run a mile and they do 110 hurdles and stuff but yeah and that it's scored a bit differently than other events, but yeah, I worked really hard to get that record. My sophomore year, I started pentathlon. They put me in that event and I like kind of realized I was okay at it. And I like realized, oh, like maybe I could like break this record, but I wasn't sure. And that whole summer plus the fall season, the winter spree season of my junior year, I worked really hard to get that record. And yeah. it was kind of crazy because then outdoor came in the spring. And I remember our first day of practice outside when we were doing field events. We, um, or I was practicing high jump and I planted my foot and I twisted my leg at the same time and I tore my patella tendon and I had a partial tear in it. I didn't know at the time, but I did it. And I was like, something is not right. 
And so I didn't want to go to the doctor because I figured that they would tell me that I couldn't run. And I already been like working so hard to like beat the record. And that was like one of the first days of practice. So I told my dad about it. He said, well, we could bring you to the doctor. Or we can just ice it and ibuprofen it for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I did. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The whole, okay, I didn't know this. The whole season you ran with yeah. the tore patella tendon? Yeah, it was a partial tear, but throughout the season it just got more. <laughs> <laughs> How many bottles of ibuprofen did you go through? <laughs> Probably all the ones in the drugstore. Oh <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gosh. But no, it was really painful. But um, it was my junior prom. And we had uh, Invitational that day. So um, it's kind of interesting with pentathlon. You can only compete in that event. So those five events create one event. And you can only compete in pentathlon at like big invitationals or states or whatever it is you can't just participate in it in regular meet so there's only two times out of my track season that I could go to beat this record and my junior prom day was the day that I could like beat it yeah and so it was wild yeah did you beat it I did beat it yep. wait your junior year, you beat it? My junior year, I beat my high school pentathlon record. No way. So yeah. you beat it during the day and that night. And then we prom. had to, I remember, I beat it. I couldn't even stay for, like, the recognition of, like, oh. the medals or, like, anything like no. that, which kind of sucked because the meet was, like, two hours away. And I, um, we had to, like, rush back home. And I literally... All you eat, I feel like when you like compete in track meets, like all you eat and drink is like you drink water or like Gatorade and you just eat like protein bars. Like that's what yeah. you have all day. Granilla. Yeah. Yeah. Like cliff bars, whatever. Bananas, yeah. And so I got home and literally like my sister-in-law did my makeup, got my hair done, put on my dress, and like my date was like waiting forever. And then we had to, like, go and do group pictures. Like, I didn't eat anything the whole night. We got to prom and they had, like, cupcakes there. No joke, I ate, like, 20 mini cupcakes. Because I was <laughs> Wait, so hungry. 20 mini? 20 mini cupcakes. Oh, mini. Yeah, I had to put in the mini so it didn't sound as bad. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, I was just on cloud nine because I was like, yeah. I beat the school record. Like, this is sick. That's it was just awesome. It was so cool. And then I got on the prom court and one prom princess or whatever <gasps> yeah okay i should have bought a lottery ticket that day cause... yeah you should have <laughs> babe it was pretty awesome wow but honestly like the preparation for that moment and like all that hard work and honestly that day was so stressful because i literally the it's kind of cool because when you compete in one event, it's all based on points. So like your first event, if you like do the hurdles and you don't do that good, that's okay because you could do shot put and make up the points there. And it's on, it's honestly really cool because you can like, you're honestly like competing with yourself on how you can do better. And I think it was high jump. I did not do good in at all. And it put me behind like on track. 
and I made up for it like in the last like 800 or whatever but it was just like the preparation going into all of it and just like that day and just like having the fear of just not knowing and this is like the only moment that you could prove yourself like you worked a whole year to prove yourself it's just an amazing feeling but also realizing if I put in the work the rewards will come and even like to this day like with our business or like whatever it may be like if we put in the work like the rewards will come and I just carry that with me yeah actually I have learned that a lot from you so I've noticed that it's actually legit yeah that was a really long story to get to that answer so I apologize (laughs) (laughs) honestly though like high school sports was just so fun it was a fun time just to I feel like discover yourself and really like work towards something. And it was, I don't know, for me at least it was just so fun to just put in that work, to put in that effort, that extra time and just work for goals. I feel like your whole life you're just working towards something, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I feel like life is so much more rewarding and so much more fulfilled as you make those goals or get outside of your comfort zone and push yourself. It's just life is more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like recently, like we've realized life is so joyful when we push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. Which is fun. I kind of have the mindset of, look, I just want to chill at the beach, read a book, you know, <laughs> lay in a hammock, and that, that does sound nice, but I've had a blast. I look forward to Thursday nights. <laughs> I look forward to burning the candle at both ends, the grind and yeah, getting in the hustle. It's so energizing. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say like, because I feel like one of the biggest things like moving out here with like the beach attracted us to this specific location like we knew we were just gonna move somewhere but like the beach really attracted us to this specific location and when we first moved here we didn't work for like the first three months i didn't oh okay yeah like correct but you had you had a lot of time off too well so i came here started working it turns out my licensing department messed something up and they didn't transfer my license to sell health insurance here so i had six weeks off that's still a good amount of time oh yeah it's a great amount of time we literally like it was amazing like we would sleep in Uh uh-huh we would go to the beach all day we would just it sounded like the life yeah but after like the first three weeks of that it was like i have no purpose like yeah we were antsy with each other yeah and it just we weren't working towards anything Uh uh-huh and it was just it wasn't fun. Yeah. Like it it's fun in the very first big be- in the beginning of it all, but it just gets old real quick because you're not living. You're just kind of You're existing. Yeah. Living and existing, two very different things. And honestly, when you think about it, when you like go on vacation or you do certain things like that you enjoy, whether it's the beach or the mountains or camping or whatever. You enjoy it so much more because you worked for that. You have that time off and you can just fully relax because you have 
the contrast of it. Wow, that's very deep. Now let's reel this in <laughs> and help <laughs> our viewers slash me understand of how that related to our topic today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. Oh, yeah, kind of throwing under the bus a bit. No, just like having, you can't just go through life just being comfortable. Like being at the beach, just chilling, just living the life, quote unquote. <laughs> but when you put yourself out in that comfort zone, you're able to enjoy those really relaxing moments, those joyful moments even more because you have that contrast of, you know, the good yeah. to know the bad. You grinded, you hustled, yeah, you earned it. Does that make more sense? Am I just rambling? Maybe, Probably. but hey, I, I, I'll jump on this ramble train because I like it. Thanks, babe. Anyways, <laughs> thank you all for listening. We are so excited to keep you up to date with the beaches, with our farmer's market, with everything that's going on in our life. We hope we inspired you a little bit more to set goals, reach them, feel that accomplishment in yourself. So you can just enjoy those good times even more. Exactly. And, yeah. And we're trying to make this real talk with Ren and Ray even more real talk. And so if you have suggestions on topics you um, want us to talk about or you want our input or just to hear us talk about, definitely let us know. We're trying to keep things a little more real over here and give you guys some good stuff to listen to. Yeah. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Real Talk with Rin and Ray. If you want more of the adventure, then check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Rin and Ray Adventures. Until next week, we'll see you then.